0: our partners
1: Nelson house funeral homes number one goal is to serve the families in our area the Nelson house staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability integrity and compassion unique service representing unique lives ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso Chesney and New Lothrop for more details find them at Nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234.
0: three-point podcast located on the corner of shiawassee and m21 in corona
1: hey everybody it's time for episode 265 of the three-point podcast presented by memorial healthcare wellness center and sky mint cannabis memorial healthcare wellness center well they got swimming lessons underway for children give them a call 989-720-7081 and get in line for the next available lessons included in your membership the use of locker rooms private showers steam room sauna lap pool a whole lot more just a great great spot Uh, for more details follow them on Facebook at Memorial Wellness Center or get more info online at memorialhealthcare.org also uh, we're tied into the great folks at Sky Mint Cannabis Farm, the stash grown right here in the Great Lakes State. Over 20 locations and counting. Check out the Sky Mint Reserve. Also, check out Michigan's best bundles for deals on flour, vape, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts, ounces as low as 49 bucks. Gift cards are available. That's Sky Mint. Dot com if you want more info. Also, thanks to our local partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, CR Auctions, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill. And as they want to mention, it's beautiful weather. The patio is now open. What a great spot to go uh, chill out on a great spring, summer evening. And also, thanks to the good folks at Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. But let's play a little catch-up. Before we do, I'm just going to put Jared on the spot. Jared, a uh, tremendous five Emmy nominations for some of your video work at Valley sports. Congratulations. I know you, uh, you poo pooed it a little bit, but that's really very cool.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, work with some awesome people who um, give you opportunity to do stuff like that and obviously help you along the way. So, Hopefully we can, we can get a couple wins. Uh, I know it's, uh, I think it was 65 or 67, one of those two. It's the most ever Valley, Valley Sports Detroit or Fox Sports Detroit's ever had. So right. it, was, it was a good day at the company all around. I
3: bet. Yeah, those things, it, it's always nice. I know we talked uh, last time off air about this industry, and you don't always get the kudos that you deserve because it's always just, you know, the, the right. news is always changing you do something one day and you're on to the next game or the next event or, you know, whatever. So this is the payoff sometimes, you know, yeah. Emmys. Is it like that? Is it like an Academy award? You know, maybe, you know, no, maybe not, but it is really cool to get those things up on your shelf and get that payoff of like, okay, cool. My hard work's being noticed. So, I mean, like there is a little bit of politics involved because, you know, they, they do try and, I don't know, grease the palms of the right people, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, And like you said, it all comes down, like if you don't submit your stories, then they're, they're, they're not going to get nominated. So, you know, sometimes I, I just remember people saying some of the very best stories just didn't get nominated because they didn't get submitted. So sometimes that comes into play, but no, what it comes down to is you put in the work, you put in the nominations and, or you put in the submissions and you got nominated. So hopefully, Hopefully, you at least get one. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's <laughs> yeah. something that like you it, you put it up on your shelf or you know whatever you want to do. The weird thing is you have to pay for them, so that that's kind of the yeah. Trophy. So you have to buy it. That's just kind of convenient.
2: not a bad problem to have. Hopefully, uh, we have that problem. Uh, but, we'll, but right, that's
3: something you can put on your resume forever. Any oh, yeah. winner, if Absol- you win, one.
2: absolutely.
3: You know, and it's there might be a little politics
1: involved in it, but uh, I remember you know i did it one time i applied this was like in the late 90s the station management wanted me to submit uh you know recording a play-by-play that i did and you know what was pretty cool is i we submitted it to two different groups the michigan association of broadcasters and the ap and uh you know i felt i was pretty good at that time you know but who knows and what they do is they they it's complete strangers you know just listening to your tape right. and lo and behold you know first place and i I did it one time. I said thank you and got the heck out of there, but got a couple nice pieces of hardware for it. So yeah, it's, it's 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 a good feeling, man. It's nice to know that uh, your work gets appreciated, especially from from people that don't have any clue who you are. I think that's what the coolest thing is on yeah. these panels.
2: So nineteen ninety one was kind of like your that was your pinnacle as a as a broadcaster. That's that's when it all came together.
1: No ninety eight probably it was. Pro- I was I was forty two in the sweet spot of uh, knowing what I was doing, <laughs> but I will say this, you know, even though I've, I've retired, I think last year, I, I don't think I missed too much. You know, I think yeah. I went out on top, you know, so what the
3: heck? <laughs> well, and you've got to do some cool games, you know, right. kind of having a good football season and you got to call some, um, some big play playoff basketball games and stuff too. And, yeah, you know, right. and playoff football games too. So you got to do the last couple of years, the area teams have been nice to you, you know, giving you some good teams to, Like you said kind of go out on top
1: but well you know that's what i always say and it's so true games make the broadcast man when you're in a dud of a game it's pretty tough to to sell (laughs) it you know what i mean but if you got a good game a good playoff game or a state championship like i mean even if i think back to new lothrop when they played madison heights madison I don't know 3 4 years ago. I mean it was like 51 to 48 something right. like that. Just a crazy wild game, man. But anyway, congratulations, Jared. Good luck in the uh, Are you going to go to the dinner, the banquet? Uh TBD. Yeah,
2: it's TBD. There's some things, you know, up in the air so it's it's to be decided, but uh most likely, yeah. Um so this was on Saturday that I found that out. Saturday wasn't all that great of a of a day outside of that. Um so as you guys know, we had graduation for my girlfriend Liz. Mhm. Uh I was in Muskegon, um, and it just it. I think I almost witnessed the the brink of civilization turning to mass chaos. <laughs> I kid you, dude. I, I I wish I could have done a live recording right after it. I almost texted you guys. <laughs> so we get there at noon, which is when the the grads are supposed to be dropped off, and it's supposed to start at one. Get there, nowhere to park. First off, it's a two hour drive, so that just add that like kind of it in the boil that into into the story is how I'm kind of already a little bit like real quick.
3: Where, where stadium. was it at in Muskegon? Was that like a football Lumber, stadium the, or
2: uh, Muskegon lumberjacks hockey arena? Okay. Ooh, kind of a cool little spot. Honestly, I always liked it when I would, when I would have to go there for Fox 17. Um, but anyway, so we get there Uh and you, there's two lines. So imagine like your typical arena, you know how they have like usually four entrances with, you know, 10 doors at each entrance. This place literally had one door open on each side of the, complex so one physical door not like 10 doors and at one entrance one door so it's a line you get there i'm standing there for probably 20 30 minutes haven't moved haven't moved um it's hot as hell it's like 80 degrees sun's right on you i'm wearing dress clothes so that doesn't help everybody in the line is like asking the same stuff is it, which which line is it to get in is it this line is it that line should we get in this line should we and i'm just like slowly like start my blood starting to boil
3: so we're sitting there literally
2: 30 minutes go doesn't move everyone's kind of wondering what the hell is going on how could this like why is there even a line how does that they're not, they're not charging for tickets there's literally no reason there should be a line finally some guy i seriously think they had maybe three security people running this event some security guy walks out. Of course, he stops right in my ear. So when he's yelling, <laughs> it's just blowing my eardrums out. He's yelling how oh, we're winding everybody down. We didn't expect everybody to come at once. Uh, and I'm just sitting there thinking, you didn't expect everybody to come at once. What when were they gonna come? <laughs> when they were dropping off their grads, <laughs> In no sense. So finally, another 40. Like at this point, it's 1250. I've been waiting for, for 15 minutes in this line. Finally, it's like 1250. Finally, as soon as I get to, literally as soon as I get to the front of this door and I can see them wanding people in and checking bags. That's what was taking so long. Wanding every person and checking every single bag. They just said, screw it. You're all going in. So so everybody just, it's all, all of a sudden it turns into World War Z where all the zombies are climbing <laughs> over each other and everyone rushes into this place. And And this hockey arena, it's like a minor league hockey arena. So it's really not that big. Basically, it has a lower bowl and that's about it. And, and it's got a lot of like sort of sweet type seating up around mm-hmm. the top. But all that was locked out because I guess they technically <laughs> don't own it. So literally, it's like a mass chaos trying to find a spot to sit. <laughs> I get in there. I literally walk down a few different like rows looking around trying to find seats, nowhere to sit, walk back up. Of course, during this whole time, it's like there's some Prince playlist on the, on the speakers. So it's literally... <laughs> I it, I kind of laughed at myself at one point. I circled this entire place during the song Purple Rain, which I think is like a 10-minute <laughs> song. So I think about 10 minutes, I'm trying to find a seat. And it's just blaring, like probably five notches too loud, so you kind of can't hear yourself think in this arena. <laughs> Finally, I just said, screw it, man. I'm going to sit. I'm going to stand in this aisleway and sit on these rock-hard-like steps and watch this thing. <laughs> so now it's like 115 120 they finally like are bringing the grads out so it's already behind kind schedule i'm sitting there like i'm i'm losing it i'm kind of getting stir crazy as i'm sitting here i can't see anything it's one person at a time they got three speeches finally i'm like you know what screw it and i kind of felt like an idiot doing it but behind the stage there was nobody see there's nobody sitting because you couldn't see anything I'm like, you know what? Until my girlfriend's name is about to get called, I'm about to just go sit behind this stage where I can't see anything. And people are going <laughs> to look at me like I'm an idiot. But like, dude, I, I can't do this. I'm literally standing here. So I walk the entire arena, go sit over there, wait until it's about a row before my girlfriend's called, go back to the spot and watch from there. But it just, it just, it just. It's strategy. Reinforcing my brain the whole time I'm thinking, I hate graduations. It is a <laughs> money grab. I don't understand them. If it was me, I would just have like a cookout or something with my family. I think that's actually what I did uh, and celebrate it that way. But it's still – obviously, it's a cool moment. You know, you see people crying. So I'm speaking out of two sides of my mouth. It's obviously a really cool moment for some people. But, my God, if I could have the person who organized this this graduation event on this pod, you know what? We could slide them right into the prep spotlight. I would interview (laughs) them tomorrow because I have no idea what the hell is going on with the planning of this thing. Ted, if you were – if I had dropped you into this, man – I don't know what you would have done. There's probably like five or six live tweets you would have had. On
3: <laughs> <laughs> he would have went up to the mic and started MCing the thing and been like, all right, let's, let's get this a little more organized. That's what it mostly sounds like. I know yeah. you already, you already don't like graduations, but then you add to it that it sounds like this was pretty poorly planned. So that just adds to how much you don't like graduations, the whole door thing. That's kind of interesting. I wonder, yeah, like we we didn't expect everyone to show up at once well that there was it, one time to show up everyone was going to show up at the same time that's kind of interesting
2: i kid you not it didn't the line did not move it didn't move for 30 minutes i, I went from uh from like you know probably 100 people out to 75 people out yeah. uh, over the course of 30 minutes i don't know if we if they would have not just said screw it we're letting everybody in i don't think the graduation have ever happened
3: it's just a, it's a shame, too. Like, I was thinking when you when you mentioned about chicken bags. Yeah. That's just the world we live in now. You know, any any event you go to amusement parks, I mean, at Disney, you know, whatever you're doing concerts there. You, you know, you got to go through a security check. But to think that, like, you, you're going to a graduation and they feel like they need to, you know, look through everyone's bags and make sure no one's bringing in anything right. dangerous. It just made me think, like, I'm wearing a. Old school pine knob shirt. I was gonna ask Ted when, like, do you remember when security checks became a thing? Like, where it was like obviously you probably don't remember an exact date, but I mean, like, do you remember ish going to Tiger Stadium or going to? going to the silver dome or something. Do you remember like about when security checks became a thing? Because I remember um, my parents telling me stories of the first few Bob Seeger concerts or other concerts that they went to um, the, the place in, is it in Davison? It was, it was a, like a forest. It was. um
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sherwood forest. Sherwood forest. <laughs> I remember them telling me stories about going to concerts there where it was basically like in a field or in a barn basically, but they said like, There would just be tables set up of, you know, cups of beer already like poured or cups, you know, whatever the drinks were. And you would just walk up and grab them and that's what you would do. Can you imagine there's no way something would be like, because you'd be worried about people spiking it or like what's in this drink. And then obviously you'd have to, you have to pay for everything nowadays. But so that with the security check thing, you, you, Jared mentioning the security check at a graduation, it just made me think like. When when did this be? I mean, I know people probably point to nine eleven is probably that was a, it. You know, a big date. But yeah, you, you got to get your stuff checked everywhere now. I mean, yeah. every, everywhere you go, you got to get your bags checked.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's probably been about twenty years, and you hit it right on the head. It was nine eleven. That that's when the world changed, and definitely changed in that respect. Hell, I remember you. You know, you talk about your parents going to Sherwood Forest. I remember going to Pine Knob you could uh, carry your damn cooler right in there and put it right next to you (laughs) up on the hill filled with beer. That's
3: crazy.
1: Times were different for sure. But yeah, it is sad, you know, and I I thought the same thing you did that, uh, you know, they're checking you wherever you go nowadays. And you know, that's the world we live in. And man, we could do a whole pod on our thoughts on that. But we'll keep this one kind of light. I did want to say, though, Jared had the uh, experience from hell at the graduation. (laughs) I actually had uh, a lot better thing my granddaughter's dance recital all right and, and they had this thing they had this down you know a lot of people would think oh man how boring can that be but you know each little group had their song they danced to and from the time we got in there to the time we got out and this is after watching all the other little kids do their dances it was an hour one hour in and out, man. It was awesome. It was really good. It was it was really special to, to see little Parker, you know, up there. And, you know, we all did the obligatory, you know, hand her a little bouquet of flowers afterwards, yeah. you know, you know the routine. But uh, yeah, we had a great time and they had that thing running really, really good. So kudos to them down at Clausen High School, the dance group down there.
3: Nice. I feel like that's something that they've had to come a long way with, with the dance recitals. Yeah. Because... If, if your kid that you're going to watch happens to be the last act, they don't right. want you sitting there for three hours through exactly. a bunch of kids that you don't even know. So, right, quick, get it moving, get the kids on, get the kids off, get the yep. songs going. You know, I, that, That's cool.
2: I like the song they dance to, the Napoleon Dynamite intro song where all the food's getting shuffled around. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called, but yeah, that's what I think of when I hear it.
1: Yeah, that was it was very cute. So uh we had a, we had a great time and it was a definitely a great grandparent day. All the grandparents were there for it. So and oh, pe- yeah. pizza from uh, Buddy's afterwards. Can't nice. beat a, Can't beat a good Detroit style Buddy's pizza. That's for sure. You you can appreciate that, right, Jared?
2: Yeah, that's like it, that's, it's funny that you that's like saying like uh, Michael Scott Sabaro like uh, when you go to New York <laughs> by saying Buddy's Detroit. So, yeah, you, you nailed it, man. That's a Detroit style pizza for sure.
3: I think they're the really original. But, I mean, yeah, yeah buddies. It, yeah, I get what you're saying, Jared. Buddy's is like one of the original Detroit styles. It's crazy how big Detroit style has become. I've had to like explain that to quite a few people actually, because you know, a lot of the chains now. Papa John's Pizza Hut, you know, a lot of the chains are like putting out a Detroit style pizza. They are yeah. just a a number of co-workers or friends, you know, who aren't from Michigan or whatever have asked, like, is that what is what do you what is Detroit style pizza? Is that even a thing? You know, usually you just hear Chicago, New York, stuff like that. But right. I don't know. I I love Detroit style and, you know, maybe a little bit of bias to be being from Michigan. But I think Detroit style might be my favorite.
2: It's not my preferred slice, but I will say it's good. But I think I think with Detroit style is it's there's a lot more variance uh, when you get it. It, it, It'll either be really good or I feel like it's they can easily miss the mark and it's too doughy or they don't have enough sauce. So I think it's a little bit more of a risk reward order when you go with the, the deep dish Detroit style
1: yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of between the regular traditional and the chicago style deep dish but uh you know the thing that sets all good detroit style pizzas out for me is is how they do the crust if it's yeah. crispy to perfection man
3: i'm all in that's <laughs> yeah. my stuff i love yeah, it a little a little crunch on the side you can't uh, go wrong can't go wrong i want some detroit style pizza now me too breakfast pizza
1: <laughs> all right well we are recording this on uh what day is this anyway wednesday Wednesday Wednesday. morning. Wednesday morning. We just had the NBA draft last night. So we're going to talk a little uh, NBA and the draft and how the Pistons did right after this.
0: Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com search our inventory and place your bid plus there are online auctions for farm machinery firearms automobiles and truckloads of overstocked items it's fast it's easy and you will get results get the app and check out crauctions.com today
1: all right how depressed were you sitting there watching the draft and then that uh fifth pick came up and it's our detroit pistons <laughs>
3: What yeah, the draft, the draft lottery. The yeah. lottery, um, yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those things where it just seems like, you know, there you, there's a whole hashtag or whatever it's become now. It's become a whole slogan, Detroit versus everybody. And it's almost – it gets used, like, almost a little too much to me. Like, everyone acts like everything is against Detroit, you know, no matter what it is. It does seem like Detroit, when it comes to these draft lotteries, it's happened to the Red Wings recently. It did kind of this year and especially with the Pistons always get like the short end of the stick when it comes to the lottery. I don't know what it is. I mean, they, they won it, you know, when they were able to draft Cade Cunningham a couple of years ago. So, you know, we can't say that we can't say it never happens, but they had, they were one of three teams this year with the highest odds to get the number one pick. And obviously this year, Victor Wembanyama is like the, the pick franchise changer. People are even saying he's the, best NBA prospect ever, even, you know, bigger than LeBron, you know, and some other ones like he is just a player coming out of France that people are saying the minute he is a part of your franchise changes your franchise. So everyone wanted the number one pick the first time ever that a team with the best odds fell to number five mm-hmm. and is the Pistons. So it's just, it's one of those things like when, when it was, you know, you're watching it and they're revealing all the teams It it gets up to like seven, six you're like okay feeling good feeling good right. and, you know they've got the top four that's kind of like the prize you want to be the top four and of course number five and boom that logo you've got on your hat right there ted the pistons right. logo shows and i was just like of course of course because this, this was this is a year there there's actually this draft is pretty good with the nba you know the top definitely the top three top three are like the the guys that are going to be stars there's three guys that are they're gonna be the top three picks. They're very, very good. From about four to you know, eight, nine, ten, there are some good players. It's just the NBA draft, you have no idea. It's such a crap shoot. So of course, that's where the Pistons landed. They're they're gonna get a guy that, you know, has some has some potential, but is he gonna be a changer for the Pistons? Not like one of those top three guys would have been. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like, of course, of course, this is what happened to the Pistons.
2: It sucks, man. Uh, I'll just say this, though. The lottery, a lot of people say, let's get rid of it. It's so stupid. Number one team. I feel like this might be what Ted says. Number one team should just get it. Uh, I loved watching it. I mean, what the drama was. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, When Detroit came up. God, it seemed like it came up like, it seems like that moment took like 10 minutes to develop by the time they were pulling it out of the envelope to the time it was on the screen, man. You just had a bad feeling about it. I had a bad feeling all day. Uh, it's something about being, a, you know, a Detroit fan. I just saw a stat. It's, you know, Pistons, Red Wings, and Tigers, worst record in their respective leagues last five years. It's just, it's been a brutal stretch. It, the worst of probably our lifetimes with yes. a lot of these teams all at the same time. I mean, the Red Wings have been good for so long that it is probably the worst stretch ever. Yeah. Um, And this was the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, obviously, it's only a 14% chance at best, but you kind of convince yourself you really think like you have a chance at this damn thing. Yeah. Uh, and it just sucks, man. I mean, you look at the Spurs, like they just get, like, how many times can they get rewarded with these generational players, Tim Duncan, yeah. David Robinson? Uh, and now Wimbanyana, where it's like the lion or the Pistons, excuse me, have been stuck in this kind of perpetual, you know, state uh, of not being very good, and we just can't seem to break through. And that's yeah. what Wimbanyana would have done. The reason it, it really sucks so much is not only that Wimbanyama is a good player, is for once in my life the Pistons would have been that national s- spotlight. You know, right. national games. Everyone would have talked about them. Everyone wanted Wimbanyana to go to Detroit. They thought it was the perfect spot for him to join, you know, Duran, who a, a kind of a bigger center who can take a lot of the blows, who's same age as him. Cade, obviously, Ivy, two good guards. Uh, he would have fit in perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and now we just got to watch Banyana's career as he, you know, parachutes into superstardom, and we just have to sit there and remember that that should have been our guy, yeah. and and it just sucked, man. There's so many like such a sliding doors moment for everybody, for for me, for for the Pistons organizations, for us fans. Uh, for the team, everything, and it just it just couldn't have gone worse. And it yeah. just
3: feels like too. I know Ted, you're going to jump in. No, go it, ahead. It feels like you know because they have a coaching vacancy right now. The Pistons don't have a head coach, and so it just feels like so you miss out on the draft lottery, getting a top three pick. You know, because like I said, those top three players, I think they're all going to be very good. Again, NBA draft, you never know who how it's going right. to play out. But when when Manana might flame out, you know who knows. But those top three picks are what you wanted. They miss out on that. I, f- I have a feeling they're going to make some wild hire at head coach. And <laughs> you've got all those players you just listed, Jared, that there is potential there. And I just feel like they're going to miss the boat on all of this. They're, they're missing on Wemben They're going to make some stupid hire at head coach. That's going to ruin Cade, Ivy, Duran, And we're going to be stuck in this, you know, purgatory of hopefully not in the bottom of the Eastern conference, but just not rebuilding. I know P- a lot of Pistons fans are very optimistic about those guys that that we keep listing, but if they make a bad hire at head coach, it's not going to matter, you know. And it's yeah. just
2: I don't know where they go, you know. And the the Wembenyana was the last piece. If you get a Wembenyana, it's like this team with Cade and Ivy Wimbanyana. I mean, let's let's start thinking finals in, in the next you know five years. Now it's like we we're still in this rebuild. It right. was a rebuild ender uh for, for for the rest of Ted's lifetime he's gonna be able to watch Women Yana <laughs> and hopefully and hopefully a little bit after he, he hangs it up but oh, oh good um, save
3: but it just it just
2: did it when did it hit you guys like Ted I mean where were you at? Were you thinking that this was going to be uh Detroit Piston at the end of the night or were you not as kind of did your hopes not get as high as mine?
1: No, I mean I, I I had a feeling they wouldn't get the number one. My gut feeling was they would get number two and miss out by one pick. Right. But you know, I, a couple thoughts that I just don't like, I've already been on record. I don't like the lottery period. I mean, if if teams are going to tank, Hey, so be it. They're tanking now. I mean, look at uh, a team like the Pelicans, they tanked because they they finished 42 and 40, but they, at the end of the year, they all they wanted to make sure that they didn't get into playoffs for some reason. And they could have had that number one choice at 42 and 40. So, Right. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna still continue with the lottery, they gotta do some adjustments. It shouldn't be first of all 14 teams in it, uh maybe three or four, maybe. And then whatever happened to the days when uh the ping pong balls came up, that drama. <laughs> this was it was a stupid presentation
3: to me, I thought. I didn't... yeah, I I don't remember when the ping pong balls went away. It's been a few years, it has. but it does make it seem a lot more rigged. I don't think it's rigged, you know, like a lot of right. fans do but not being able to see how this happened right. does kind of make it like, well, how did you come up with this? Did you guys just decide that you wanted the Spurs to be number one? Cause at least the ping pong balls made it feel like it was right. a lottery. You know, exactly. the Pistons would have had more balls in there than the Pelicans or some of these other teams. So right. they had a better chance to get the number one pick. This just feels like you're just making it up as you go. And, The lottery, I get what the, you know, we've gone over it. Everyone knows this. The intention is to try and avoid tanking because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to tank your season away and still like miss out on a top five pick or whatever. You know, you're kind of wasting your season. But, you know, so the the intention is to avoid tanking. I think, I think you floated it out, Ted, or, you know, other people have, they have the play-in tournament now to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Why not have the bottom eight teams play a little basically lottery tournament
0: and you know they're
3: they're playing a couple extra games at the end of the year for the play-in tournament why not have the bottom eight teams you know so you know maybe you tank (laughs) to get into that bottom eight but then you have to win to get that first pick play a little tournament and say hey if you want the number one pick you can't tank your way to the number one now you gotta win to get that number one pick i think maybe shave four games off of the regular season, you know, so you can do something like that, but that, that would, to me, that way, that way it's one on the court. That, that it is one on the court. Woo. The Pistons could have, the Pistons at the end of the year, they were playing okay. You know, obviously they weren't playing that good, but they were playing okay. They could have put a team out there and tried to win, you know, the the number one pick, but this yeah. just seems like, it, it almost seems like, you know, cause pop of Sorry, Jared, I know you're trying to jump. No, in. you're fine. Popovich is there, you know, obviously a legend, one of the best coaches ever. And the Spurs haven't been good for a few years. It just feels like it was, let's give Pop and the Spurs Wembignana. <laughs> it just, you know, just, you know, they've had Boris Diaw from France. They've had Tony Parker from France. You mentioned Tim Duncan, uh, David Robinson. It just, you know, it's one of those things. It just feels like it was like, ah, Popovich and the Spurs haven't been good for a few years. Let's, mm-hmm. let's hook them up. Let's give them Wembignana.
2: Yeah, whatever. I will say if, it, if he wasn't going to go to the Pistons, if I had to pick a second team, it probably it would have been probably the Trailblazers once they were like somehow up in the uh, possibility of getting him. Apparently, they were only one number away from getting the number one pick when they pulled out the the, the lottery balls and behind the closed doors and the vaults right. or whatever the process is. Um, but that would have been cool. But Spurs, I mean... It'll be fun to see him with Popovich, you know. However long Popovich keeps coaching, um, right. but it, as far as your tournament, I, I, I like it. I think maybe what it would be would it be the bottom like four instead of the bottom eight, where it's a little bit more of the actual like worst teams. Whereas a team that uh, you know barely missed playoffs, let's say it's like the Mavericks or something like that, wouldn't right. be able to go in there and just like unleash Luke on it and get Medina right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It, it just sucks, man. When you're the team that gets the short end of the straw, everyone else basically got what they expected. Uh, outside of you know the Spurs and the Rockets, kind of flipping a coin, but just sucks, man. I don't, I don't know where we go from here now. This was kind Great. of our goal for the last two years, being Pistons fans. Was like, let's get this guy. The day comes, it goes. It was over within a blink uh and now yeah. it's like where 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 now because uh, that's the
3: thing that the guys that are at like like i said the the four to ten you know in that range of the nba you know for the the draft picks they're all like the same player they're all you know they're all like six five to six eight six nine wing you know the the classic that's what the nba is anymore guys who can handle the ball guys who can shoot. There's no one like a Wimbanyana that's, you know, a seven foot center tough, someone like that, or like a really, really good point guard that's going to come in and solidify the team or something. It's all just these stretch wing players that are athletic and can play a little bit. So it's like, okay, hopefully one of them turns into a really good player. Like you said, to go with Cade and Ivy, but a big well, part, they got to make the right hire at head coach. They, they, They gotta make the
1: right hire. Well, they do. And, you know, and and their only hope now is maybe to go the, uh, the Laker plan, you know, maybe revamp that roster somewhat, keep your key players. I mean, look what the Lakers did after the start of the season. I mean, yeah, they lost last night, but they made a heck of a comeback. Could have pulled that win off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're in the final four, you know, are they that much better? I mean, they do have two superstars obviously, but, isn't that the way Detroit has to now look at it with Troy Weaver? And well, it
2: just—that's what sucks about um, the NBA, man. Is it's like it's impossible to lure these free agents uh, to Detroit. It's, right. it's been impossible. Mm-hmm. It's not, not impossible for the Lakers. They do it every offseason. The Clippers, even they do mm-hmm. it every offseason. The teams in New York, same thing. That's why this was a once in a lifetime night. Uh, that you could have passed on to your, to your grandchildren's head in a few years, on how, right. you, where you were when the Pistons landed when <laughs> Beniana, and now it's just another, you know, kind of doom and gloom day you just want to forget. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm sick of these days. I, there's just no end in sight, and that's what's mm-hmm. so frustrating about building a contender. I mean, even think about, like, the Sixers, how, you know, they, they nailed, quote-unquote, nailed, you know, the trust the process picks and They got an MVP out of it, and yet you look at their team and you're like, they're still so far away from ever winning a title. It's yeah. Like they got to revamp this whole team yeah. to even compete, and it's it's just it's those narrow margins where yes, the Pistons I think will still have something to build and something to show for it in a couple years, but it's like you kind of just need a guy like that to
3: really get you over the hump. Well, they kind of nailed the picks because they also drafted Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz, and those <laughs> were two of the worst draft picks ever. <laughs> but like, well, they put
2: Simmons in the Harden, so right. But, but, but that's what but I was going to say. They, so they, well,
3: they did yeah. hit on the one. They hit on Embiid. So they were able to lure Harden, you know, they got like Tobias Harris and some other big free agents. So that's what it takes. Same with the Nuggets. The Nuggets drafted Jokic. They drafted Murray. Okay. Now they're a guys want to go play with those, those players, Aaron Gordon and Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown, like these other players, you got to hit on some of these draft picks. If Cade Cunningham and Ivy turn into at least one of them in all-star, you know, players, then maybe some of these other free agents will be like, all right, cool. Let's go there. You got to get a good head coach too that players want to go play with, you know? So you just got to hope some of these draft picks turn into good players. And it's just such a crap shoot that, and sucks that those top three players in this draft were, looks like it's going to be those kind of players and the Pistons are going to miss out on them. Cause yeah. Yeah. A team like the Lakers, they can go out and sign a, you know, go out and get LeBron, go out and get A D. They always have the money. They always you know can get guys to go to LA. So Detroit's got to do it through the draft. And I don't know. It's, it's and not that's what really makes this looking. lottery.
2: It's like, man, like you at best you're only gonna have a 14% chance at that number one pick. Right. And more than obviously ten times more than the NFL. It's like that number one pick is everything. Right. It's like almost always there's that one guy. So
1: it's depressing for sure, but uh what are we going to do let's just keep our fingers crossed like matt said they get the right coach <clears throat> that number 5 pick maybe they maybe they make a deal and trade i don't know yeah but uh, we'll see what happens cuz you got to
3: think like you know someone like james harden he's a free agent right you think there you know and there's there's a couple other guys you think there's any chance someone like he would go to the pistons you know even if they offered him the max the most money you know no no one at this point where it sits right now a big name free agent is not going to Detroit. Well, that's what's unless they're, yeah. unless 100% for the money, unless they offered the most money and that's all right. they, you know, wanted.
2: and that's like, well, just think about like Blake Griffin. It's like when we offered him all that money, everybody knew it was dumb, but you had no other way to get him to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in Detroit than to give him that max deal. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, and just, let's on the next topic, man, I, okay. it's, it's just, <laughs> there's, I don't know. I mean, it's just now it's like, well, We'll be right, probably right in the same spot in a year. You know, hoping and praying that we can, the lottery balls will fall in our favor. Man, it's just it's yeah. annoying that that's what you have to put your hope in. Right.
1: Well, uh, before we move to prep spot, like any quick thoughts on the final four in the NBA? You know, the Celtics and Heat will uh, tip it off tonight, and as I mentioned, the Lakers in Game One came back from a big deficit, just came up a little bit short down the stretch.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the the Lakers. I feel like in the second half they maybe figured something out. Jokic is incredible; no one's mm-hmm. going to stop him. Even, even someone as good as Anthony Davis defensively, you're not stopping stopping him. It's just the way that he's playing right now—passing, rebounding, shooting, everything. But they started; they kind of switched up their lineup a little bit. They brought in Rui Hachimura, who can you know has some size and can defend. So that way, AD doesn't have to defend Jokic the whole time. He can kind of mm-hmm. help and you know guard someone else because. AD had an awesome game too. He scored over 40 points and had he had a double double. And LeBron played really well. Austin Reeves is playing awesome. So he's Austin Reeves is a guy that's going to be a free agent. He's going to be asking for a lot of money. So that's another one. Like, would he go to Detroit or would he rather take a little less money and stay with the Lakers or something? But no, I think you know, everyone, of course, is going to write off the Lakers because they lost game one. The Lakers have haven't lost at home in the playoffs yet so you know it's always what do they always say that the the series doesn't start until someone wins on the road right and you know Denver might go up 2-0 and then the Lakers might win both games back in LA so I think this series is going to go long at the Heat and Celtics I feel like is going to be a classic Eastern Conference battle you know both those teams the Celtics probably are the better team you know with with Tatum and Brown and Smart but the heat with Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra. I mean, that, that's kind of what we're talking about with the Pistons making the right hire at head coach. Eric Spolstra is, I mean, I don't think he gets the love that he deserves as a head coach because he has taken some, obviously he had he's had some stacked teams too, but you know, he's taken this team potentially to the NBA finals. And you know, it's pretty impressive. So yeah. I'm watching it. Obviously, that, that Lakers Nugget series is gonna be good though.
2: The the funny thing to the about Jokic and the Lakers Nuggets series is it, it's like a funny subplot that I kind of kept like laughing to myself about as he was just putting on an absolute clinic last night is the f- <laughs> and is the fact that Mark Jackson didn't have him on his MVP ballot. It's <laughs> no kinda kidding. hilarious like watching him just light it up. <laughs> and having mark jackson have to talk over these highlights like time and time right time and time again no i, I don't know it kind of got swept under the rug that he did that it listen did. i'll be the first to say it i didn't think i didn't want to give jokic the three straight mvps uh it's kind of funny when you look back and look at how mvp or mvp really sputtered out in the playoffs and jokic is still rolling strong so it's like man maybe we did get that wrong um but no it's going to be a fun series i i'm of the belief in Matt, it sounds like you're not you're not ready to go there yet. I think Game Two is a must-win for the Lakers. I really do. I think it's they have such a young team that kind of rides the ebbs and flows of the confidence. They haven't been down two zero yet this playoffs. Uh, I know they're undefeated at home. They could easily tie it not not, not it back up at two two, but then you got to win one in Denver and you got to win two out of three. And I'm just yeah. not sure that can happen with the altitude with everything. Uh, they they did they definitely did figure something out in the second half of that game, and so that's what makes me confident that I think they will win Game Two. But I think it's a must-win game. Uh, just the way they have to ride these kind of younger players, uh, you know, through their their ups and downs. I just think if you get down two zero against the number one overall seed, and and you're going into Denver uh, against that Rochester crowd, I just I, I think they need to win game two. In my opinion, I think it's doable. I don't think that's out of the question. Um as for Embiid, I just got to talk about this for the Philadelphia Sixers for a second his post game comments where he had the the gall to say basically uh, me and james harden can't do this all by ourselves right i'm so sick of that franchise yeah. rivers just got the boot why is mb never get any blame ever he didn't show up man did you watch yeah. that game it's like he's almost not out there it's they like quit. you're the mvp and tatum is just cramming it to you showing you that he's the best player on the floor two times uh what you're the what you're putting out there the last two games of that series it's just embarrassing me. Harden goes out there, wins two games for that team. Uh you have a good support staff around you. It's like sometimes it's, it's like look in the mirror. Like, just he doesn't have self-awareness. I feel like that's what a lot of people were commenting on this yeah. video. Like, dude, they needed you. They needed you to have a 40-point game, what Tatum did, and you and you didn't deliver. I'm so sick of that franchise. And and it sucks because I was of the belief, like, man, I want to see this team break through because I really don't really like the Celtics. Now I'm like, I'm happy they got bounced because the, the The entire time Embiid was just never looking in the mirror, and he's just viewing it as everybody else is the problem. I'm not. I'm the MVP. I'm perfect. You can't like. It's just. I'm so sick of that mindset, and I'm sick of that team. And good for them for getting bounced.
1: <laughs> Hard to argue. I mean, yeah. he he did. He sucked bad when they needed him the most, you know. And he's the MVP of the league. You you got to you got to be better than that, man. It was really it was really weird watching that. <laughs> especially that second half, how it was like, they just gave up, you know, Yeah, I don't know if that's the case, but it sure right. looked like it.
3: First time ever that an MVP hasn't made the conference finals. So, oh, I mean, that, wow. that says something, obviously yeah. it's a regular season award and he, he probably was the MVP, but um, you know, it just, he, I, th- I feel like it's one of those things like hit, you have to find the right mix of guys. Like Jokic is probably a player that could about play with anyone, but oh, yeah is Embiid and Harden, is that a, do they mix well? You know, probably not. They both kind of dominate the ball. You know, LeBron talked about that with Austin Reeves when he saw Austin Reeves the first time he was like perfect player for me. And Polinka you know, looked and tried to get the right players to go with um, LeBron James and his game, you know, LeBron and AD, I think work really well with each other. So Embiid obviously insanely talented. He's the MVP of the league, but right, like, is he going to ever carry a team to the finals and win a championship? You know, I don't know about that. So, because now they're in, they're in that point, you know, so they're going to get some coach because he's the MVP. So someone's going to want to go coach there, whether it's Monty Williams or you know Sam Cassell, Frank Bogle, you know who knows. But now they got to try and figure out what they want to do with Harden. Are you yeah. going to pay him a bunch of money and bring him back? You know, otherwise, like, who else are you going to get to go with Embiid? So you almost have to run it back with these two guys and hope that it clicks next yeah. year. But, so, and that's that, what I
2: mean. It's, it's such a thin line. Like, it's like, think about how we, we complain, but it's like, you look at the Sixers, it's like, I mean, would you, yeah, they're a little bit better off than the Pistons, but it's like, what do they do? It's like, they're right. still, light yeah. years away from really competing for a title. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, final four time NBA. Uh, this is the season. This is when we really get tuned in. So I'm just
3: glad I'm glad these the games that are in Denver start at 8 30. Me too. Awesome. <laughs> perfect. That's a perfect, perfect time because you know, not not to make it about me, but that's around <laughs> the time that both kids are in bed. So it's like, you know, kids are in bed. I can sit down, watch this. I'll be yeah. honest, I was getting a little tired in the second half still last night, but so do you still 8:30 tip off? Do you still DVR Ted or do you, do you stay up and watch? Uh full
1: disclosure, I did DVR the yeah. uh, fourth quarter. What the yep. heck? I said I'll <laughs> I'll I'll check it out in the morning, so it it was cool. It was that good. That fourth
3: quarter was good too. And that's the yes, thing. That's was. you know, we we've, we've talked about it. The, but that the Lakers were right there. They yeah. were down 3 great. and LeBron missed it. LeBron actually he missed a couple threes that would have tied the game. So as great as Jokic was and Murray, you know, he went off too the Lakers literally were a shot away from potentially like winning that game last night. So yeah. doesn't matter. They're down 0-1. So, you know, it doesn't in the end, it doesn't matter, but they're right there. You're,
2: you're on a slippery slope, Ted, with this DVR. I mean, pretty soon you're going to start DVR in like lions one o'clock games for, Uh-oh. for the next morning, man.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we'll talk a little lions and their schedule coming up. And uh, I just saw
3: that uh, Peacock, you got to watch one of the wild card games on Peacock. <laughs> Holy crap. That's going to be crazy. I mean, you already have to watch the Thursday night games, you know, on uh, Amazon prime. Exactly. So. The Rocky world. This is the, what's happening now. Everyone's got to have 27 different streaming services now just to watch whatever you want to watch.
2: I will say the, what sucks about that is not that you have to have the different, in my opinion, it's not that you have to have these different streaming service. We all kind of have them, whatever you got to get Peacock for five bucks a month. Not yeah. that big of a deal. Right. It's the fact that once you're in that app is there's no flipping back and forth. That's it. Right. You know, when there's the two games going on, you know, there there'll be an NBA game going on or whatever that weekend, you can't be flipping back and forth. You're just, you're locked in on yep. what you hope is a good wildcard game. That's yep. what's annoying. Yes,
3: it is. And just how much longer it takes. To get this sounds like first world problems, you know, but to get to get out of that app and open up another app and do all this. By the time you get to wherever you wanted to go, you you've missed whatever you were trying to get to. You
2: you might as well turn it on and throw the remote in the lockbox. That's it's what it's you are stuck on that channel for four hours.
1: Yeah, Yeah, your your only alternative, I guess, is uh, you could watch it on your computer and then have the TV on what you normally have it on. Yeah. Have a second device set up or something like that. But but. that's a pain in the ass too. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. It's more of a boomer problem. That's for sure. Uh, We'll have a prep spotlight next right after this. Capital sports field house is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state-of-the-art hit track training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl Penny Block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, guys, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, We only got a couple more weeks of uh, looking at the area high school uh, boys and girls. And speaking of the boys and girls in track and field, Corona boys and Owasso girls both finished undefeated in the Flint Metro League meets this season. Both also placed first in the league meet last week at Holly. Trojans got their first conference title since 1998. Peyton Spicer led the way, winning the shot, putting the high jump. The Cavaliers won their third straight Metro an eighth conference title in a row. Tarek Bauer won the 100-200, anchored the 4-by-100 winning team. Crenna also dominated the competition with 178.5 points to Clio's 89.5 second place showing. Also in track and field, overdelsie's Alexa Spitzley, who, uh, man, she's very good in track. She set a new school record in the 800-meter run. Uh, jody hire had the previous record set all the way back in 1977 that's 46 years ago if you're counting and spitzley not only now has a school record but uh more importantly she was named valedictorian at Elsie. so that's that's very cool on her stay tuned that's gonna be kind of interesting to see what corona can do when they get to the uh, state meet you know I, i think they legitimately have a shot and uh We'll see if they if they have good weather. We talked about it before. If they have good weather and can put up some personal best times, they could be right there for a title.
3: That's the thing with track. I mean, it's partly true with any sport, but when you've got the three or four, five fastest, you know, guys or girls at the 100, 200, because then they, all, they also run the relays. Absolutely. They run them individually. Right. You know, you, you can almost notch in. All right, we're winning four of these events right here. We just gotta, you know, try and win a couple of these other ones and we're going to be perfectly set up. I remember when I was going through, we had a couple, one of my good friends uh, on the pod, John Strine, he, he pole vaulted in, um, in college. And so he, you know, he was really good in high school and, they, they just basically notch He's going to win every event, every, every meet we go to, he's winning pole vault, notching mm-hmm. however many points you get there. They had a couple, they had a couple other people who were good at other events too. So that's why, like, I just remember them talking right. about whenever we go to a meet, you can already pencil us in for this event, this event, this event, because we've got the best athletes at those ones. I feel like that's where it's where Corona is at right now. So obviously, you know, you never know what happens on meet day, but you know, when you've got athletes like the Bauer twins and and some of these other ones, eh, of course, do do they still hold um, the Mitka at? Yeah, I, I was
2: actually just gonna say talk about that. So yeah, I mean it, that's what's funny about track and field is ty, like ty, I mean we all know like the Tyrone Wheatley story. One man won a state championship. Yeah. <laughs> which is just hilarious. I wish I could have been there for that day. I mean one guy probably didn't even have anyone around him maybe not even a coach and he's just out there probably warm up and he's gonna win the event. that's awesome. Yeah. But no the mitka because of because of stuff like that in track and field where basically it's it's, it's kind of still an individual event with a team kind of border around it we kind of like they they made up sort of another championship meet, mitka as it was called yeah. and this is what our team back in the day, six years ago, this is what we went hard for. <clears throat> this kind of made up championship is the way I viewed it anyway. Now I wasn't much of a contributor on this team. So <laughs> maybe that's because I was like kind of on the outside like looking in like just as an unbiased lens, like what exactly is this event? It's essentially a made up championship. That Corona did win. We did win it when I was there. Um but yeah it's that Mitka thing where it's yep. a little bit more about your actual like team depth right. and less about the individual stars that you mm-hmm. could have in track.
3: Cause that is there, that is one thing. If you have three or four of the fastest people in the state, you could win essentially a team, you know, state championship, but you really just have two or three of the best athletes in the state. So I get the concept behind the Mitka and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was created by coach Aldrich. Wasn't it? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Like he kind of, I mean, I'm sure he collaborated maybe with some other people, but I think like it was created by him and at Corona. So kind of cool great coach i didn't know but, if it was still a thing is it yeah, so it's, it's still, it's still, it's still, still i mean it's a good meet. me it is. uh it, yeah.
2: you know, it's well ran and everything and there's a good amount of people there and a lot of the best teams are there um i'm just Is it so
3: it's still not it's still not officially recognized by the mhsaa it's no okay no and by
1: the way speaking of corona their uh distance runner logan roca who who's outstanding had a nice career he won the uh, Fatel family scholarship recently so oh, nice Congratulations to him. Also, last thing on track, Morris girls track team, all seven of them, seven girls on the team, <laughs> won, won the GAC blue to 3 P. So, I mean, that, that's a story that's in awesome. itself. Seven girls win the title. Yeah. That's tremendous. In uh, baseball, Langsburg split a doubleheader with Chessonine to improve to 19-5, first place in the CMAC. The Indians, uh, in that doubleheader split, improved to 17-3 and overall, first place in the MMAC. So that, that's kind of a neat Cross rivalry there where they got to play a couple games. Kruna down to Wasso, seven to six on Braden Bukovic's seventh inning sacrifice fly, and followed that up with a doubleheader sweep over Flint Kersley. Goodrich edged Lake Fenton, giving the Cavaliers a share of the Flint Metro League title with the Blue Devils, both at 12 and 3. Kruna improved improved to 18 and three overall and I guess just hot off the wire I saw a text this morning there's some controversy that the Cavaliers weren't invited to the Lansing Diamond Classic fill us in on that a little bit whatever you know Jared
2: yeah I I I know about as much as you yeah apparently what happened was this is this is a tournament with all the best Lansing area teams Corona Mm -hmm. and 18 and three apparently staying ranked uh didn't get invited to it Uh, I saw Lanesburg probably as the team that ended up getting their spot um you might know more about the ins and outs of that, but no. Basically, it just sounds like Corona feels like they were wronged. Like they should have been competing in this 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 Diamond Classic tournament. Is that something that was around when you went through, Matt?
3: No, but I remember a couple friends that um, that I still you know stay in touch with. They graduated a couple years after me, and they played in it. So I don't know if it was around when I was playing, and we just didn't get invited. Maybe it, that it was, was around. It was okay. around. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I definitely. That's that's one thing. This is another little sidebar. But at least the few years that I went through, we didn't play in weekend tournaments. And I think, again, I don't know if it's we weren't our team. We weren't getting invited or what. But I think that's a really that's a cool thing for baseball. I think those weekend tournaments. Yeah, it might be some long days or whatever. But I I think those those tournaments are fun. So, yeah.
1: Well, I, I I'll just tell you my opinion, just reading between the lines. And I have no idea if this is accurate or not, but if Corona was still in the CAAC, they probably would have been invited. They're looked at more as a Flint area team and not a Lansing area team. Right, That'd be my guess. I could be wrong, but
3: uh, that's probably, that probably has something to do with it. I, I would yeah. think so. You know, it doesn't it, always have to be a conspiracy, right? Right. It, you know, it could just be that they're in the Flint Metro. That's it is what it is.
2: That's, that's,
3: that's uh, my I like thought. to believe the conspiracy <laughs>
2: theory, man. They're, they're out against the Cavaliers. I like to
1: believe <laughs> that. Fair enough. But they are having a heck of a season. Hopefully they can go deep into the tournament. I, I do see that the team. I'm trying to remember the name now. It's, I'm drawing a blank. The team that ended uh, Orchard Lake-St. Mary's streak is ranked number one in their division. So wow. that, that could be tough. That could yep. be tough. Uh, also in softball, Owasso and Perry both won weekend tournaments. Trojans won the Owasso invite. And uh, Perry uh, ruled the Fulton Invitational. And congrats to Chessanine's Haley Rolfe. Set a new school record, blasting her tenth and eleventh home runs in a sweep over Mount Morris. And finally, in golf, we haven't talked about that much. Owasso beat Corona two thirty six to two hundred ninety one strokes to take the Phillips Cup at the Owasso Country Club. And I know, Jared, uh, you both you guys golf, but uh, you know, back in the days when I did golf, I just really enjoyed the Owasso Country Club layout. It's just an old school golf course with a lot of history
2: oh it's awesome uh the thing that i've always loved about it is when you drive by it you can't tell just the the crazy the changing in undulation throughout mm-hmm. the whole course. a lot of hills right along the river it's it's a awesome the back nine is awesome uh runs right along the river a few different like really crazy kind of drop-offs the one famous par three they have uh no it's a cool course i mean arnold palmer played there i mean the goat what else, what else do you need to know man right
3: it is cool It it's for for people that grew up in the area or know the area, it's not a hidden gem, but I almost feel like it is a little bit of a hidden gem, um, you know, for Michigan golf courses. But
1: yeah. I've only Fair. played
3: there one time. I've been there for a few wedding receptions and I've uh, driven around golf, uh, golf carts <laughs> with, with uh, coolers of beer. <laughs> I've only actually played there one time though. it's well, a, nice it's a
1: course. Be- beautiful course for sure. Like I said, a lot of history. Well, <clears throat> speaking of a lot of history, Hashtag since 57. Let's talk a little uh, NFL right after this.
3: Success Group Mortgage and Servicing
0: is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989
2: 720 four three eight zero that's nine eight nine seven two zero four three eight zero
1: all right guys the schedule's out i think uh, we're pretty pretty pumped up after we saw that they open
3: up the season thursday night at kansas city Uh, schedule's looking pretty good (laughs) yeah i mean exciting and and like you said pumped up for that opening game i feel like it's going to go one of two ways so they're starting on Thursday night at Kansas City versus Super Bowl champs. They're getting their rings. They're either going to be distracted, you know, whatever's going on, and the Lions are going to sneak up on them and the Lions might win, making us all think that we're about to win the Super Bowl, or the Chiefs are going to win by 28 and put us back in our place. <laughs> you know, it'll be cool to see the Lions opening the season. It's just it's just kind of random. Why Lions and Chiefs on Thursday night to open the season? Seems kind of random, but it's definitely cool. And what they, three weeks later, they play the Packers on Thursday night. So another Thursday night game for the lions. And of course, you know, they always have uh, Thanksgiving, which again is against the Packers. So both Packers games this year are on Thursdays, which is kind of random. Uh, they've got a Monday night game versus the Raiders at the end of the season. They have one of those Saturday games versus the Cowboys. So, I mean, the NFL is noticing that the lions have something going, And, you know, putting them in all these primetime spots and people at work, you know, after the schedule release, I had a few people like, look at the Lions starting off with the Chiefs and, you know, primetime games, you know, saying all this stuff. And I'm like, stop. No hype. I want no hype. I don't (laughs) want any of this excitement. I want to fly under the radar. I almost want them to lose a close game to the Chiefs. I don't want them to go in there and blow out the Chiefs. Next thing you know, everyone on every sports talk show is talking about the Lions going to make a run fly under the radar, just fly under the radar until Thanksgiving. And that's when we start making our moves.
2: Might be a little too late for that. Sadly, I mean, (laughs) it's crazy. It's, it's, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime, unless it was like the lions won the Super Bowl. Now the next year they're going to open up the season. Uh, Dan Patrick had one of the guys on his show that was in kind of the war room and basically explained how it was one of the most heated debates they've had was whether or not the lions should open up the season. Uh, for the NFL. And basically what they said was they loved how they showed up in primetime against the Packers last week of the season. So at least that's one silver lining from the end of that season where, yeah, we missed the playoffs, but I guess it kind of got us this opening day game against the Chiefs. I mean, we've seen it happen before. I mean, if you remember the Chiefs blowing out the Patriots way back when you can kind of catch those teams that come off the Super Bowl kind of sleeping. Week one. I mean, we were going to play the Chiefs. I'd want it to be as early in the season as it possibly can before yeah. they kind of wake up from their Super Bowl slumber. I, I, it'll be fun to see. The only way that this is a this is a negative for the Lions is if they get absolutely blown out, which I don't think will happen. I think they're going to come in playing inspired. uh It's just it's crazy to think. You know what we were hoping we were going to see with the Pistons, where all the eyes were on Detroit. It's like that in the NFL. So I guess we can at least take that and appreciate it. As for the rest of the schedule, I mean, my favorite game. Monday night football. I love Buck. I love Aikman. Uh, I can't wait to watch the Lions. You know, hopefully that's a Manning cast day where you can yeah. flip back and forth or let's say they get a big win against the, the Raiders. Ted can watch uh Buck and Aikman on uh monday night and then tuesday morning he can flip over to the manning cast and watch that on dvr you know he's already got that planned
1: oh 100 100 percent. and
2: then on, on thanksgiving i love the classic just packers matchup i yeah. love it um that's that'd be the team i think they should play every single year on thanksgiving either packers or the
3: packers or the bears yeah bears
2: yeah 100 so i love that yeah. game and then finally i mean i love playing the cowboys Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, I don't care. I just love playing the Cowboys. That'll be a fun game near the end of the season to kind of really realize where this team's at, uh, hopefully before we're heading into the playoffs. So the division's on the line. I mean, it's cool that we're going to get tested outside of that and see teams like Kansas City you know, earlier in the season. So let's say we do make the playoffs. The Lions aren't going to be scared of these teams. They're going to realize they can play with them. Uh, let's just it's, Let's just hope it wasn't all for nothing. We have our hopes as high as they've ever been. Let's just hope that they kind of give us something to root for.
1: Yeah. I mean, i kind of I kind of get what Matt's saying about flying under the radar, but uh when it's all said and done, the way they finished last year, the excitement <laughs> that we've seen, I'm all on board. I mean, I got a guy I work with, right? He's a he's a big lion fan too. Soon as he saw uh the schedule, he, he bought season tickets and <laughs> he bought he he's already got his hotel room and tickets. He's going to Kansas City for that nice. night game. Now, now that's <clears throat> That's buying into the Kool-Aid right there, man. But yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on the mindset, why not? I'm 100% on board. I'm going to be completely optimistic until they break my heart. I'm right. all in, man, all in. And I'm hoping that this is the year. And I'm, I told you guys this before. I wasn't being facetious. I'm I'm gonna start making some plans for Vegas, whether the Lions make it or not. I'm thinking about going there <laughs> and uh checking out us the Super Bowl atmosphere and with the fingers yeah. crossed that the
3: Lions can get there. You never know. It's possible. Yep. You never know. And you know what's the bar? Winning the division, you know, when you're saying like this might be the year, right? Win a playoff game. Like, what are we talking about? Like, you know, yeah, oh, the bar is getting and- to the super bowl. Right, the bar is the, I, bars I the know, Super Bowl. That's know. setting it pretty high. <laughs> to to me, maybe if, but... if they can win the division and get to the playoffs. Obviously, once you get there, you know you want to win, and you don't want to lose in the playoffs. But to me, like that would be that would be what would make me happy. Win the division with Rodgers out of there now. You know, it, it looks like the Lions maybe might be the favorite. Maybe you know, not the maybe the Vikings would be the favorite to win the division. Get to the playoffs. That's what I want to see. And then, obviously, you never know what happens when you get to the playoffs. That's true. Setting the bar at the Super Bowl,
1: that might be pretty <laughs> high, but you a, never what know. Year, what, it, what year would
2: you do it, though? Do you, okay, see. get yeah, to the playoffs, it. but. Listen, I, yeah. I think, it hey, could it happen? Yeah, I, that's not, I mean, this team hasn't won a playoff game in my life, man. Let's just start <laughs> with that. Let's start with that. And if they do that, it's a great, they never done it. That's a great I season. Know. Uh, so you'd be
1: happy with the season if they made the playoffs and then lost their first game in the playoffs? No, not,
2: no, win a playoff game. Oh, That's my game. If you win yeah. a playoff game, I can't complain. And then we can clip this off so that, it, let's say they lose a heartbreaker, you know, against the Eagles or something, round two of the playoffs. Uh, no, if you win a playoff game, it was a great season.
1: Okay, let's say they do that. So you're you're under the assumption, okay, that they keep that momentum going, and then maybe next year make that next move to go to the Super Bowl Is that the thought process?
2: As I've always, as long as you're moving forward, uh, right. I mean, look at the Sixers, man. I mean, that's why the, this getting out of the semifinals was such a big Eastern conference semifinals. finals such a big deal to them, dude. That's what they've done the last three years. Right. If they could have just taken a step to the Eastern finals. And then let's say they lost that to the heat. At least there's a little bit of a buffer. I don't know if doc rivers is getting fired. Uh, the very mm-hmm. next day, if that happens, right. if, so if the Lions win a playoff game this year, and then you know two years down the road, if they win two playoff games, as long as they keep kind of building, then I don't think you can view it as a as a negative season.
1: Well, then, okay, I don't know. I have a hard time with that, just because you get you only get so many chances, and you don't know what's going to happen from year to year. You don't know the core players are going to still be moving forward and improving. Uh, we've seen teams make the Super Bowl from a year before not being in the playoffs it's happened and I guess my hopes are just higher I'm putting it out there it's not going to be a failure of a season if they miss out on the Super Bowl but I think that's got to be what we got to be looking at I mean this team this team team right now they they showed it last year they can play with anybody
3: yeah I, I think the goal for any team even no matter who you are if you're the Bears if you're the Lions if you're the Chiefs again the goal is to win the Super Bowl I think that's that's the goal for everyone. I guess my, what I'm saying is like what I would see is like a good season, I guess, winning the division, get to the playoffs. Cause kind of yeah. like what Jared's talking about, you know, the, the Sixers now they've got no head coach and they don't know what they're going to do with Harden. You know, what, what are right. they going to do with this whole process? They needed to get to that next step conference finals, maybe get to the finals. That's, I feel like what the lions need to build on. Yeah. Awesome. Go to the Super Bowl, Heck yeah. But like, if they want to start really luring in some big name free agents, I think that's like that's the building block type stuff. If they miss the playoffs again this year, after getting all these primetime games, getting all this hype, I think that that's where people will start to maybe be like, all right, well, are the Lions ever going to do it? Because like you said, Ted, this team is good; they can play with anyone. Right. So they they there's no reason they should not be in the playoffs this year. So it- get to the playoffs. Show teams Campbell can coach show teams that, you know, they made the right draft picks with, you know, all the guys that they've picked in the last couple years, lure in some big name free agents, and then we're legitimate, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Sure. but
2: I'll be honest. I got to say, I'm just going to say something that I've been thinking about ever since the schedule dropped. I'm worried about the start of the year. Obviously at Kansas City, maybe the Lions have a 25% chance to win that game. Uh, Then Seattle, we know Seattle's good. Uh, and then you go from there, you know, obviously it's Atlanta week three. I'm not too worried about them. But then you're at Green Bay week four, Thursday night football. Place is going to be on fire. And then week five versus Carolina, who Carolina, I think, is going to be a team that surprises a lot of people this year. And they, they added uh, Young. But, I mean, if we remember last year they they ran over the Lions. And they really yeah. weren't that bad of a team. I worry about a, a, a bad start kind of derailing this whole Whole season. I you guys know how important I think that is. Uh, where if you have a little bit of an easy schedule to start the year, I think the team, like a young team like the Lions, can build off that confidence. Let's hope that they're legit because the schedule is not doing them any favor, especially out the gate.
3: It's tough. I mean, they started off slow last year and obviously finished much better, but right, you don't want to kill the confidence early on. I like getting I like going to Green Bay earlier in the year that as opposed to going in December when it's 20 degrees cool. and snowing and all that, and you get Jordan love maybe before they figure out how to like call offense for him, you know, stuff like that. And you get Bryce young early in his career. So maybe you're catching some of these young quarterbacks, even Desmond Ritter, you know, with the Falcons, he's going to be the, you know, first full-time starter. So they're getting some of these quarterbacks early in the season, early in their careers as starters that might help, but Mm -hmm. hey, either way, you just got to You got to win the games on your schedule, right? So, yeah. Well, let's oh, hope they
1: stay, hope they stay healthy, and, uh, and that's you know, a big part. Yeah, and I'm definitely very optimistic. So we'll see what happens.
3: The big one is golf. Golf has to stay healthy. I know they, you know, drafted Hendon Hooker, but he's he's not going to be ready. So no. if if golf goes down, then all bets off. All bets are off, basically. <laughs> Speaking
1: of the NFL, did you guys see the Washington Commanders sold for over six billion dollars? Are we in the wrong business or what? Six yeah. billion.
3: With a beast, Snyder, Snyder. When he bought it, you know, back, you know, whenever twenty years ago or whenever it was, I saw he bought it for basically like seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, and now wow. just sold it for over six billion. Think about that return on investment. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, especially with all the, you know, a lot of them are allegations. I guess it seems like a lot of it is true. It seems like a pretty shitty person. Pretty bad owner. Didn't treat people well. All these the stuff that went on behind the scenes with female employees and other employees you know so to think that someone that ran the team like that is getting basically rewarded Mm -hmm. by making that much money off his purchase you know it kind of feels a little dirty but yeah wrong business yeah too bad we couldn't pool our money and buy a professional (laughs) sports franchise that it's just crazy to think like washington they haven't been good in so long and they're still worth over six billion dollars amazing it's just insane right yeah
2: I mean, it's it seems like a little bit of a sleeping giant of a franchise. I mean, they're in Washington D.C. I feel like they're they're on the brink of getting a new stadium if mm-hmm. they just go back to to the football team instead of the Commanders. I think Commanders is the worst team name in all of sports. Yeah, I think yeah. they got something brewing, man. If they just go back to what it was, which is the football team, awesome name, and they got rid of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's definitely a lot of dough for sure. By the way, I want to. <laughs> a guy from my generation, Joe Cap. I don't know if you guys even know who Joe Cap is. You ever heard of him? He was no, a quarterback no. in the NFL. He uh he didn't have a lot of talent, but he knew how to win. He's one of these guys that uh it's a rarity. He won or he won the Rose Bowl. He won the Grey Cup and he took Minnesota's Vikings to the Super Bowl. Not many people could make that claim, and he died at eighty-five. And he was one of these guys. He was a lunch bucket kind of quarterback, you know, kind of like uh, Bill Kilmer with uh, Washington at the time. And you don't see these kind of quarterbacks anymore. That they're like Bobby Lane, you know, you would go out drinking the night before a game and you play all hungover and put, put up big numbers. But uh, Joe Cap from my era, rest in peace, Joe. All right, let's have a let's just have a short little uh, entertainment tonight. Right after this. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankered Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and
3: charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or stop into the store in downtown Owasso.
1: All right, guys, I know, Matt, you asked about it, so I'll just uh, throw it out there. It kind of falls into the classic uh, movies, maybe. You know, it's old enough, a 1999 movie, for the love of the game baseball movie with kevin costner i don't know if either one of you have seen it i have got a few thoughts on it it was i would say being a detroit fan he he was a he was a 40 year old pitcher for the tigers in the movie winding down his career it was really more of a uh kind of a love story i think than a baseball story wouldn't you say
3: yeah, love story or even just, uh, like, you know, someone coming to the end of their career, realizing, yeah. you know, that they need to move on to the next chapter. It wasn't as much a baseball movie. It was, yeah, the love story and, you know, the mortality side of, you know, people realizing that, you know, they need to hang up the cleats, as they say.
1: Yep. And, you know, his love interest in it, Kelly Preston, who uh, was John Travolta's wife before she unfortunately passed away of cancer. She was in her prime at the time. So a couple of good things there with actors. Uh, who's a J.K.? Is it J.K. Rollins? Rollins uh, from Detroit. Uh, he played the manager. So uh, you, Simmons, it, has, isn't it J.K. Simmons. Simmons. That's Simmons. it. J.K. Yeah, yeah, Simmons, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It had all the elements. And the only reason I really liked the movie was because it was the Detroit Tigers featured prominently and Coster right. can play. He can play a pitcher. He can play a baseball player. He doesn't look like he's a, you know, a wimpy player. He he knows how to throw the ball. Yeah. But other than that, the movie wasn't
2: all that great.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. plot. Was yeah. A quite
2: a turn at the end there. Um, no, right I, I, that movie is definitely, I think Tigers fans hold it in a higher regard because like you said, it's just the fact that he's on the Detroit Tigers. Um, yeah costner man i didn't realize that uh after watching field of field of dreams i kind of was looking at the imdb pages uh when i was watching that movie dude he's in like 50 different sports movies no most notably baseball that's kind of where his bread is buttered um, yeah. i noticed but that's, that's did you watch
3: for thing. love of the game
2: i my mom loves that movie so i've seen it parts but I've, i don't think okay. i've ever sat down and really he's kind of throwing like a perfect game during it, is that right yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of ties it all in yeah 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 so no i've seen parts um My quick movie review, uh, air the movie. Uh, Matt Damon gave it a watch. Good flick. It, it, you don't hear from Michael Jordan the whole time, which is kind of an interesting little wrinkle where it is obviously the key point person they're selling, you know, the whole Nike brand on is his mom. I thought the performances were good. I mean, if this was a movie with kind of B list actors and it didn't have Matt Damon, Bateman, Affleck, uh, Davis, Viola Davis, I think it's just a C movie, but their performances definitely kind of take it up a notch. Uh, And I mean, I can't ever complain. I mean, it's free on Prime. You get to watch it. I can't complain with a free movie like that with whatever wasn't perfect about it. But the music was awesome. Kind of felt like very upbeat, and almost like a music video when you're watching it. I I thought it was good. I mean, the graphics were great. I mean, Ben Affleck really showing that he is one of the top kind of directors in this day and age was kind of crazy to think about, but I thought it was a good flick.
3: Yeah, we definitely we we've wanted to watch it the last few nights, but there's either been basketball or whatever other stuff going on. So, but I do want to watch it because I've heard it's good, and you know, like you said, the the cast and then the story is interesting enough. But um, I'm I'm surprised on Ted not liking For Love of the Game. I'm going to be honest. I know it's not (laughs) like you know, it's not like an Academy Award winning movie or something like that, but. Honestly, I like it. It's one of my favorite. I like Field of Dreams a lot and Bull Durham. It's one of my favorite Costner movies. Um, the, the Tigers thing, you know, makes it kind of fun. Like, yeah, if he was playing for the Red Sox, you know, maybe that would take it down a notch. It's cool. I actually have like the jersey he was wearing. I have it with number 14 Chapel. Ah. Um, it's it's like a legit, it's actually stitched. It's a it's like yeah. an authentic legit jersey. Nice. Um, I wore it. I went to a game at Yankee Stadium, the cathedral that is Yankee Stadium. Um, they say that in the movie, I wore it one time and like got a picture. Like, it's, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it holds it holds a sentimental place in my heart or whatever. But I, I like the movie a lot. I like the baseball part is cool. I like the story part of it a little more, I guess. You know, of him realizing he's at the end of his baseball road, I guess, and you know, wanting to move on and and stuff like that, and and the love story of it. Maybe I I like rom coms. Not that that's like a rom com, but. You know, it kind of falls more into that than a sports movie. So I'm not giving it like a three out of three on the three point podcast scale. But I personally would give it like a I'd give it like a two seven, a solid two eight. I, I like the movie a lot. Like you said, Costner playing baseball. He he, he sells it well. He, he looks like he could actually be a baseball player.
1: Yeah, um, I'd, I'd give it like a two three. But let me yeah. let me ask you this. You mentioned the three Costner baseball movies, Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. You put for the love of the game third out of those, it'd probably be
3: my my third out of those, yeah.
1: Okay, me too, yeah,
3: me too. Because Bull Bull Durham's just a classic, and then Field of Dreams is the ultimate classic baseball movie.
2: I tell you what, man, Costner has had a stranglehold on this segment for I think last (laughs) year. (laughs) I feel like he somehow comes up in it every week, man. There's something new with Costner.
3: Speaking of speaking of that, I did see, I know we've talked about Yellowstone a lot. I did see that he will not come back to Yellowstone after this current season because they're kind of in like a hiatus right now. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're going to finish the the current season, you know, at some point. I think this summer, I think, is when it's coming back. But I, I don't know if you guys saw that. He's, he's done with Yellowstone after this season finishes. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I saw that the series is still going to go yeah like it, it's going to be a little bit of a spin-off. so i'm very curious yeah i know i know we said that the series has kind of started to tail off a little bit but i'm just i'm curious to see how they wrap it up like i don't think that they would kill him off mm. and like have the ranch be sold you know to the state or something like that or like is casey gonna take over? maybe he does die and casey takes over the ranch Yeah, i'm just i'm very curious to see how they kind of tie off his character
2: I, I will say I'm more curious to see where it goes when he's gone. That makes me a little bit more intrigued to maybe throw it back on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. Um, after we remember the whole uh, tree hugger, you know, kind of fiasco. <laughs> <theatrical.
0: laughs> but but
2: but no, I'm I'm down to see where it goes. I, I think I yeah, I think the what I would do is if I was them, I just kill them off, man. Give yourself yeah. like give us a great, you know, kind of final episode where people remember it. Like, wow, they really killed that guy. Uh, And then just yeah, have have Jamie or Casey or whoever kind of take over the reins. And
3: you don't want Jamie, you don't want Jamie to take it over.
1: No, but you could see the fight between him and Beth, though, huh? Right, right. That could could be good. I also heard the name floated out there. I don't know if it's true or is really McConaughey. McConaughey, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I'd be
3: curious, like, what, how they would write that in? Does he come in and just buy the ranch? Is he some like long lost cousin that comes back into the family or something like that? That could be cool. Yeah. But the only the only thing with that would be McConaughey is such a big, you know, character. You'd almost have to make it a different show. If you right. tried to, like, just plug him in and keep the show going with him as Kevin Costner, it'd almost be like, all right, this this is a little too much. You'd almost have to, like, spin the show off. Right? Yeah, I'd rather like,
2: him have his own show, own right. story, whether it's, you know, set in the 1980s or whatever. I don't know when it would. Maybe it's a prequel type thing like we've seen in the past. I'd rather him have his own kind of show it from scratch. Uh, and that's what I would do.
1: Yeah, uh, totally off topic. But since we're talking about McConaughey, did you guys, did either of you see True Detective with him and Woody Harrelson?
3: No, oh, that's another show. I really want because those two it's names awesome. right there. It's I know. Awesome. It, and that, that shows one of those where each season is almost like a different show. It right. is
2: different, yeah.
1: But what
3: season I, one was
2: McConaughey and uh, Harrelson, and that's yeah. what I've heard. It's the best, right? Season one yep. is awesome, and it really yep. kind of jumps off a cliff after that. No, I I actually thought like I should watch that because it's yeah. those are two of my guys, man. Harrelson yeah. and McConaughey. Yeah, I'd give that a three a three out of three right there. So,
1: speaking of Woody Harrelson,
3: it. man, we're we're jumping all over. Speaking of Woody <laughs> Harrelson, I'm I'm curious to hear what Jared has to say. about the the white men can't jump remake that's happening with your with your guy jack harlow are you are you in on it you know it's it's just streaming on hulu Um, is it out is that a movie that they should not have redone like what are they doing
2: looks horrible looks so bad jack harlow so where i'm at with jack harlow i was kind of first to his you know you guys ever been like where you're sort of first to somebody uh and like he had a couple you know not really that many hit songs out was kind of Right, right before he sort of took off with what's popping was his big song. Yeah, I liked him. Then he took off. Then he became everywhere, every everything. Everyone's loving him. Every, like the music's not as really as good. He had one kind of his best song was his first song. I'm out on him, man. Uh, and now it's like you're playing Woody Harrelson. He thinks he's like some Hooper. He looks horrible. Looks like he can't even shoot a basketball. Um, and now he's supposed to take the reins of this movie where the basketball scenes are incredible. It looks so bad. Like I, it looks like a movie. I might make it only about ten minutes into. do. That's what it looks like. But, mm. but I think I got to do for this pod. I have to do the service. I have to watch it. Yeah, and yeah. come back with what it is because it looks yeah, like you, that. I'll end up laughing. Like it's such a piece of garbage that I'll. Just you laugh.
3: go ahead and watch it because that I am not watching that movie. <laughs> the only the only way I'm watching that is if it happens to be on in the background somewhere or something. Yeah. But I have I have no interest in watching that movie.
2: No, yeah. I look bad. I don't blame you, man. It looks. What about
3: so Ted? Ted, did you like the original? Like, are you?
1: I thought I, the original was tremendous. I, yeah. I thought I thought Harrelson and Snipes pulled it off, especially Harrelson. I thought he looked like he could play ball. And yeah. uh, Rosie Perez, she was perfect in it. I mean, it, it was it was a great movie. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough to even try to compete with that one, in my viewpoint. Yeah.
3: All right, the boys. Money grab, man,
1: hey, we did. Grab.
3: It. That's what it is. I see they're they're making their rounds. You know, they're on all the talk shows. Oh, they're yeah. on. Uh, where did I see him? They were on, I think they were on ESPN doing the car wash, and you know, so they're they're making their money, you know, good for them, you know, they're they're hustling, and it's also like I don't even know the name of the dude who's playing Wesley Snipes' character. No. So you're, you know, obviously Jack Harlow is a big name right now, you know, he's not like a big actor necessarily, but he is a big big name. How are you not having someone else who's playing Wesley Snipes' character, someone who people actually know, right? Like it's like how do you go from Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes to? these dudes it's, it's
2: i don't just, think this movie's gonna be like i just think it's it's a low budget right I mean, even harlow it's like really he's not that big of a star i don't think my dad even knows who that is right uh, ted you uh, do you even know who that is really
1: vaguely just from you talking about him i don't yeah. I, I don't <laughs> tune into his music
2: <laughs> yeah So i think it's I, think I just i just everything about this movie says this is going to get like a 20 percent on rod tomatoes you know in a 1.3 on the three-point pod scale exactly
1: if, uh, <laughs> hey i got one final thing since we're talking music and whatnot i just popped into my mind because i'm i'm considering going to a concert at ford field on, on july 15th and i'm just like you- no no but sort of <laughs> uh, well I, the thought that came to my mind was prices of tickets just are crazy out there outrageous. right now what's Damn. the max you would spend to see somebody is there anybody well, that you'd want to go see that you'd spend you know big money on
3: i'm curious what jared would say about this so morgan wallen is Mm -hmm. like the biggest name in country music right now and when we're we're coming back to michigan at the end of june and he's actually well if he he's kind of postponed his tour right now but if he's back he's supposed to be in detroit the weekend that we're getting back and one of his opening acts is bailey zimmerman and i i really i like him a lot too so i was like oh that's kind of perfect you know we're going to be in michigan but yeah tickets and it's at ford field tickets were like I want to say that, I mean, they're over 200 bucks for sure. And yep. that's for like, you know, up, that's not even floor seats and, you know, going with my wife. So we'd have to buy two. So we're dropping five, six, 700 bucks to go see this. And I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> so, so yeah. to answer your question, you so you start going limit, over kinda. $200 that starts to creep. So, into like.
1: So how about $500 an evening? So if you could do it all for $500.
3: If it was going to be like, you know, a couple friends are going and, you know, we're going to, it's going to be like a fun night. Yeah. And it was someone I really wanted to see. Yeah. Okay. That, that might be where it starts. That, that might be the ceiling though. You know, that's the line right
1: there. 500 bucks. When you think about it still, that that's a lot of money for one night. Right. Right.
3: But, you know, I, I like concerts a lot. I I don't know. You do too, Ted. So like I said, if it was someone I really wanted to see. Like I said, with with Morgan Wallen and the guy that's opening for him, I was like, oh, that that show would actually be really good. But well, I was curious
1: about that because that's kind of the line I look at, you know, too. I mean, we saw Billy Joel at uh, Comerica Park and that, I think that was like two twenty five a ticket. And by the time you buy your drinks and everything else, park and all that, you got a five hundred dollar plus night. But okay. that's about the that's about the line. It's got to be a superstar for me to do Brad. that now for me. I'm a big thing
2: to me too. I I, like, I, I don't want to go see a show at Ford field. I know that's where the biggest people go. It just kind of, it's a bummer. Uh, But like something like Billy Joel at Comerica park. That sounds awesome. I mean, It really doesn't sound like a bad deal for that. Um, Right. So I just, I kind of, it's a, it's a instance by instance basis. I don't, I don't, I I, I would love to see Luke Combs. I'm not going to go see him at Ford field. Same thing. Wallen. I would, yeah, I like his music. I'd go see him. I don't want to see him at Ford field. So Right. So I'm a big outdoor venue guy. And he's yeah,
1: I'm hundred percent agree with you, but I would probably go to Ford field just mainly, you know, the sound's going to be okay. They've got it all figured out. They got the big screens so they say, got that figured out. You'd be really going for the fact that you're going to soak up the atmosphere and enjoy a concert. Right. right. I mean, it's not like you're going to get like I had first row seats for Bob Seger. I mean, that's right. never going to happen again. And the yeah. Billy Joel concert at Comerica was a perfect evening we were eleven rows back. It was it was like you you know you have an epiphany when you go to that kind of thing, and it's just right. you're sitting there going, life doesn't get any better than this. You <laughs> know what I mean? Right. So
3: who is the show you're looking at? I was gonna say, so who's the one you were looking uh,
1: at? I was holding off. Ed Sheeran. I was thinking, wow.
2: about going to see Ed Sheeran. <laughs> nice. That's I, that's uh, that was I would have never guessed that in a million guesses that, that yeah. that's who you were thinking of. So that
3: that would be one for me. I, I like Ed Sheeran, and he's I think he's, he's a really superstar. good. So I bet his concerts would be good. But is he one that I would pay five, you know, whatever, hundred dollars for? Personally, no, because I'm not that big of an Ed Ed Sheeran fan.
1: Right. Now, say he was
3: playing at some outdoor venue, you know, 50 bucks for, you know, at. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. But.
1: Well, let's see, that's the thing, too. I'm looking, I, I like you could go to Ford Field and sit way up in the nosebleeds and you could get in and you can get in for under 100 bucks. You you could get a seat right now 64 bucks. Now yeah. it's so far away from the action. Right. I I don't think I'm going to go that route, but I I am looking maybe in the 150 range, you know, and they're yeah. not bad. So I just wanted to throw that out. Ed Sheeran. It'd be
3: a good show too. And like I you like said, being night. at a concert is just a good time anyway. So Saturday you,
1: night too, man. Right. Saturday night in the D. Yeah. You know.
3: you yeah, that'd be a good night good.
1: of it. Yeah. All right, well, that you just never know where this podcast is going to go, do you? It just goes all over the place. That's all We have fun it. with it. But let's wrap it up. If it's you there, always know,
2: it's going to come back to Kevin Costner in one way or <laughs> another. Kevin <laughs> that's Costner, yeah. Kevin
1: Costner and the Detroit Lions are yeah. Super Bowl champions of 2024. It's got a nice ring to it. It does. All right, let's Ted, wrap it up. Ted in
3: Vegas, just living up Vegas for the Super Bowl.
1: I'm going to try and see what I can do is maybe get some arrangements at one of the uh, hotels out there. I'm thinking the D. They, they ought to be a sponsor on the podcast. Let's just do a trade-out. Yeah. Free room. Free room for the Super Bowl Why weekend. don't you go
2: pay it off with your normal like $10 overbet you place every year on the <laughs> win total?
3: Has that come out yet, their, their win total? No,
2: I, I'm sure it is. I, I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I, I can see if I can
3: find it here.
1: I, I'll bet it would be. I'm just going to guess. I'll bet their win total is somewhere between 9.5 to 10.
3: I was, I was going to say nine and a half, I bet is where it's at. But, so while, which you I would, would <laughs> again, yeah, I, I would take the over on that. <laughs> I probably would too. But,
1: All right. Well, while yeah. you look that up, I just want to remind people this has been the three point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's now community wellness center and sky Cannabis. sky Cannabis, farm to stash grown right here in the great Lakes state over 20 locations and counting in Michigan. Check out Michigan's best bundles, deals on flowers, vapes, pre rolls. I, I just saw they had three dollar pre rolls, man. Is that a good deal?
2: I mean, I don't know how it can be. I mean that's nothing, man. Uh, <laughs> for McDonald's. Uh it is nine and a half. It is nine and a half. So you guys uh, know. Nailed it. Perfect. Uh
1: ounces is okay. almost forty nine. Gift cards are available and you know. Enjoy some when you go watch the Lions games, for sure. Uh, Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center, you know, they got a lot going on. If you want to check out some flexibility training, they got uh, tickets for sale at the front desk, it included your membership, use of the Sky SkyTrack, locker rooms, private showers, everything that goes on there. For more details, follow and like them on Facebook at Memorial Wellness Center or go online at memorialhealthcare.org. Also want to thank our local folks, AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, CR Auctions, uh, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Follow us on the socials at 3 Point Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We keep growing that as we go along. And if you got comments, I know I'll just send a shout-out to Craig. He's enjoying uh, the Jonas Brothers' latest uh, album. So is that what they're called nowadays, albums?
3: Sure. So albums. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, he's all about that album. I, he, I, I love it, though.
1: Yep, he loves his Joe Bros. Everybody, uh, just uh, we'll check in with you next time. Peace and love. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org.